Well, we got news, and you heard it on the newscast a couple of times this morning. A Chinese court has rejected Canadian Robert Lloyd Schellenberg's appeal against a death sentence that came out yesterday. The Higher People's Court of Liaoning Province upheld Schellenberg's death sentence and said in a statement it was appropriate and the lower court's procedures were legal. Uh, Mr. Schellenberg has uh, basically a last shot, and that is uh, a final verdict that has to come from the Supreme People's Court, and that review process is generally a 6- to 12-month proposition, which means if they say yes, uh, they don't uh, let you hang around in jail. If they say yes, uh, it's a matter of uh, days at most weeks, and uh, they execute the uh, individual, which is a pretty terrible thing on the one hand. On the other hand, I don't know what Mr. Schellenberg really did or really didn't do. This doesn't have much to do with uh, uh, the the holding of... um, Meng Wanzhou, uh, as has been the case in, uh, we think, with regard to Michael Spavor and uh, Michael Kovrig. But I know less about China than my next guest. He knows, well, I won't say everything about China, but he's very schooled in it. And uh, it's Professor Ian Lee with the Sprott School of Business, Carleton University. Ian, good morning. Hello, Ian's not there. Maybe I can make him be there. Hi, Ian, are you there? Yes, I am. Ah, great. We got you now. Uh, So you heard my my little uh, and and very short introduction to this. You know more about the Schellenberg case and the case of the two Michaels, which is entirely different, um, but maybe has some relationship. Schellenberg is alleged to have imported drugs, crystal meth, into China. The two Michaels, we don't know what the hell they did. I mean, they they talk about uh, dealings with Iran and all the rest of it, but most of the belief is that it has to do with Meng Wanzhou and the fact that we're holding her for the United States pending an extradition hearing. Um, With with Schellenberg, what do we know? I mean, I don't trust anything China says, so my attitude is side with Schellenberg, but what do you know? Um, As you know, I've been teaching in China since 1997, once a year. Uh, I don't speak Mandarin. I don't pretend to have that deep knowledge. I've traveled around China quite a bit. Um, It's an amazing country, but I don't want anyone to think that I'm here to shill uh, for China. It is a profoundly different country. Mm -hmm. And I've said this many, many times to many Canadians who listen to me. The developing world, I'm not changing the subject, but the developing world you know, we go to places like Mexico or um, developing countries, and we say, look, they've got modern high-rise buildings, and they've got nice new airports. They're just like us, but maybe not quite so rich. And that's not true. Um, and I'm saying that as I've been over 100 times in 30 years to developing countries. They're not, by and large, rule-of-law countries. They do not have our respect uh, for the independence of the judiciary. The police are often under political control in developing countries, as are the courts. And so they're not independent. So what you're saying is they tend to rule uh, legally the way their taskmasters tell them to rule, where we do our best to try to maintain an independent judiciary. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it a little bit differently, but yes. Um, I mean, if a politician or somebody tried to bribe a judge in this country, um, you'll be charged, I believe, and it's certainly happened, it's happened publicly, mm-hmm. I've heard of it, you'll be charged so fast, your head will spin, and you'll find yourself in the slammer, uh, because we really jealously uh, protect and guard the independence of the judiciary. Um, in every developing country I have been to in a third of a century, that is not the case. 
I'm not trying to say that they get faxed instructions or email instructions in every court case. Of course not. But there are cases where it becomes very political in that country because they're dealing with dissidents or they're dealing with people who have offended the regime in some way and or they uh, want the regime just it, it becomes known that the regime wants to make a, an example of this particular case and of a particular case that's up in the in the system so my point that i'm trying to make here is is that um i i i I'm not su- suggesting that they didn't. I don't have the facts. I didn't read the transcript of the testimony, and I'm not suggesting he didn't do what he did. Uh, but what I am saying is, is that the um, the Chinese government right now under President Xi is becoming very uh, aggressive and very publicly and very self-consciously aggressive uh, towards uh, foreign governments. They're uh, cracking down on Australia for daring to criticize um, Australia for uh, criticizing the Chinese regime in terms of human rights. Um, they've been very, very vocal in their criticism of Canada and other countries. And so what I'm trying to suggest is the following. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, I don't believe that these people will be executed. Um, and I'm talking now about the Ber- Schellenberg, okay? I, I think that um, the people around Xi, whether it's Xi himself or his entourage, he has a huge entourage, just like the White House, you know, there's a huge pe- uh, mm. group of bureaucrats that support the president. Sure. And and I'm sure that they're already um, uh, planning, organizing, um, to treat this as a bargaining chip. Xi has been very clear in his pl- grand plan for China, that they want to surpass the United States by 2049, 2050. And he has a plan, a master plan for almost every area of, of the economy. He's not, although you can tell I don't agree <laughs> with this vision whatsoever, um, he's not a madman. He's not a crazy. Um, and I don't believe, I personally do not believe that the Chinese government would allow a foreign citizen. Yes, they execute their own people. There's no question. They're one of the um, uh, more, uh, I'm not sure if they're number one for executions in the world, but they have, a, I was trying to look it up just before we spoke, went on air, but uh, they do execute a large number of people. So it's not about um, them having second doubts. It's that they will see this very much well, as a bargaining chip, I believe, with the government of Canada. And and which leads to my larger point, Peter, very quickly. I've been arguing for three or four years, and I get criticized for this, and that's okay, uh, that much as I understand the arguments on our side, that, look, this is rule of law, we can't interfere, and we can't. I mean, we can't tell the judge what to do, although there are mechanisms for the Minister of Justice to void the case. There is a legal rule of law way to do it. But my point that I'm making is this. This, this whole schmozzle with the three Canadians the two Michaels and Schellenberg, I believe, will only be resolved through political negotiations. I know that's distasteful to an incredible number of people. I get it. But Xi is ruthless, and Xi is determined. He has a vision for China, and he is determined to go there, and he uh, will not uh, listen to people saying, oh, that's not kosher, that's not rule of law. You know, that's not respectful. He doesn't care. Well, a lot of countries, Ian, have uh, intervened on our behalf, or at least taken the position on our behalf. And uh, it, it doesn't impress him. He's not hes not uh, one of those people who bends to any of that. He's going to do, as you say, what he wants to do to get uh, to, to an end. In this case, I think the end is uh, the freedom of Meng Wanzhou to return yeah. to China. And yeah. uh, whether Schellenberg did what he is alleged to have done or he didn't do it, uh, they are, are now at 
at a stage where he's going to go to the, the court of last resort, if you want to call it something, and uh, potentially faces uh, the wrong end of uh, a, a bunch of army rifles. Uh, you point out that uh, it's probably not in G's interest to actually kill him, yeah. and that uh, he'll he'll likely get something like life in prison or such other uh, term as as may be deemed fit when when Meng Wanzhou goes free, as she ultimately will, whether it's to the States or back to China. Uh, yeah. So you've got that, and then you've got the two Michaels, and we can't even go there. I mean, they're in prison, and they're in prison until Xi says they're not. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, it, it, I was doing some quick research um, uh, because I'm old enough to remember when the Soviet Union um, would uh, capture um, people, Germans or Americans, and they would keep them in prison for many years at a time. And then periodically, very irregularly, I don't mean once a year, uh, at a very highest level, the American government, uh, whether it was a Republican government or a Democratic government, did not matter. They would negotiate. They were actually called an exchange of prisoners. This happened. And not once. It happened multiple times in the, in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and even into the 80s where very high profile, sometimes they were CIA spies that have been uh, or, or agents who are spying on Russia, but I mean, we do it too. Uh, our side does it. And uh, we would capture people on their side and so forth. And then they would, they would never execute them. Uh, well, you know what? I mean, in, in this particular case, I'd, I'd throw Meng Wanzhou back to China in a New York minute, except we are a country where law rules, and we made a deal with the United States, and we signed it. And it said, we're going to arrest somebody on your behalf, hold yep. an extradition hearing, and we are bound and determined to do that, because if not, we're not a country of laws. But Peter, I, I completely agree. I'm not trying to suggest that we should now interfere with the legal process. What I think will happen, this is where I think it's going to end up, and I don't mean tomorrow morning. I don't mean in 90 days. We will let the, the, it go through the full legal process, and there will ultimately be a decision by the court. And then at that point... The government of Canada, called the Minister of Justice, under the Act, has the uh, legal authority. In fact, I believe it's a legal duty to then approve or deny the extradition uh, or to release the person. So you let it go through the full process, the rule of law process, the court proceeding, and then the court renders its judgment. Now we have a decision, whatever that decision is going to be. So we've gone through the rule of law. We haven't sabotaged or undermined the rule of law. And now the justice minister can do, you know, decide, and I'll be the prime minister obviously involved in the cabinet, what do we want to do? God, and I bet they that, can't wait to get rid of her. At that point, I, I think you're right. And by the way, this happened on the Soviet side and on the American side. They would convict these people in the courts and sentence them to long prison terms. And likewise, they did it in the Soviet Union, although they were showcase trials. They were sham trials in the Soviet Union. And, and then they would convict these people and put them in jail for a long time. Then, well, and only then, would the politicians step in and say, okay, let's negotiate an exchange of prisoners. So I'm not saying that we're going to overthrow the rule of law, not at all. I'm saying that once the rule of law has run its course, uh, then I think you will see some kind of political negotiations uh, between our government and the Chinese government for an exchange. And I'm well, well, Schellenberg and the two Michaels for Meng Zong, uh, Ms. Wu. Oh, well, okay. Uh, I know you, you're pressed for time, so I'm just going to say this uh, in closing. I think we both think the same way. Whether yeah. Schellenberg is guilty of anything or he's not, uh, we don't believe in the death penalty in Canada, and I certainly right. hope that the Chinese understand that the last thing they want to do is kill this guy. Yes. Absolutely. Um, it, it's not in there. It's not in President Xi's interest. 
it will just cause enormous negative blowback to the reputation of China, which he's trying to burnish and enhance to the to the world to uh, obtain allies, to generate allies. Indeed. Thank you, Ian. My pleasure. Thank you.